message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. And by your grace, we know we are going to laugh last. Father, accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Lord, as we continue with our study today, please visit us again and do marvelous things in all our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please wave to one or two people and prophesy to them, God will be with you. And then you may please be seated. We are continuing with our series, Going Higher. Now we are looking at part 73. We will be still digging deep in the one, the passage we read last week, First Kings chapter 21. From verse 16 to 24, so that we might be able to know what happened then, we'll read through very quickly. First Kings 21, from verse 16 to 24, and it came to pass when Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, that Ahab rose up to go down to the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite, to take possession of it. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the teach by saying, Arise, go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, which is in Samaria. Behold, it is in the vineyard of Naboth, whither is gone down to possess it. And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, hast thou killed and also taken possession? And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, In the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth, shall dogs lick thy blood, even thine. And Ahab said to Elijah, Hast thou found me, O my enemy? And he said, I have found thee, because thou hast sold thyself to walk evil in the sight of the Lord. Behold, I will bring evil upon thee, and we take away the posterity, and we cut off from Ahab him that pisseth against the wall, and him that is shut up and left in Israel. And we make thy house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Baasha, the son of Ahijah, for the provocation wherewith thou hast provoked me to anger, and made Israel to sin. And of Jezebel also spake the Lord, saying, The dog shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Him that dieth of Ahab in the city, the dog shall eat. And him that dieth in the field, in the field shall the fowls of the air eat. We learned last week that whatever the price they offer you, don't sell your salvation. We, we, we warned you strongly 
not to sell your salvation. We said even if it's going to me paying the ultimate price because Naboth died for refusing to sell the vineyard that has been in his family for a long time. Whatever the cost, don't sell your salvation. And then we told you that the triumph of the enemy is only fleeting. Those who think they have succeeded in their evil machinations, they don't know what is coming. And I, we rounded up by giving you an, an example that there is a punishment that is worse than death. You might find that one difficult to believe, but if you read Revelation chapter 9, verse 6, Revelation chapter 9, verse 6, the Bible tells us that a time is coming when men will be seeking for death and death will be running away from them. It can be a very terrible situation when a man is saying, God, why don't you just let me die? And God says, no, you need to taste a little bit more of hell here before you go to the final one. And so if you ever think of doing evil, just remember there are a lot of people who are walking about as if they are alive, but they are dead. A lot of living dead people around. Uh, so it, don't be afraid, as the, the Lord himself said, of those who can kill the body but can't kill the soul. But you should be afraid of the one who can kill the body and still throw the soul into hell. Now, the punishment that God had prophesied against Ahab and Jezebel should tell you one thing, man of God, woman of God. Don't mess with God. I've said it before, I'm saying it again. Yes, God is love. No doubt about that. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son as a sacrifice. John 3, 16. That if you just believe, you will have everlasting life. And that's the tremendous amount of love that God has for you. He sacrificed his son so that you can be saved. But never forget that God is not Father Christmas. He is love. But he's also the consuming fire. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29. Hebrews 12, verse 29. Made that one clear. Our God is a consuming fire. Don't toy with God. 
Another lesson you must never forget as you are growing higher in the Lord. There is no law like the law of harvest. The law of harvest is so powerful, as I'm sure you probably have heard me say before, that God himself applied that law to himself. He has only one begotten son. He wanted to have many sons. So he sowed the only one. So that that one can become the firstborn of many brethren. That's what the Bible says. Without any doubt... Harvest time will always come. In everything you do, man of God, woman of God, don't forget, harvest will come. For Ahab, harvest time have been prophesied. For Queen Jezebel, powerful representative of the devil, harvest was on the way. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to 8. Galatians 6, verse 7 to 8 tells us, do, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that is what the man will reap. Because you are bound to ask. Like I did when I was just born again and I read this passage. Almighty God, what were you doing when they were killing Naboth? Because I know you have all the powers in heaven. You can turn down from heaven and wipe out all those who conspired against this boy. And as we will learn before today is over, God knows what he's doing. Whatever you sow, that's what you will reap. Yes, they killed Naboth. Yes, the, the, the dogs leave, they leak this blood. And God is now saying, the harvest is always proportional to the seed sown. You think you are a king and you are beyond the reach of God? Just remember Harvest is coming. You're a queen. You believe you are above the law. You can be above the law of harvest. Hosea chapter 8 verse 7. Hosea chapter 8 verse 7 made it clear. The harvest is always much more than the sea soon. 
They have sown the wind, and they will reap the wild wind. Take note, it is wind and wind. That one is ordinary wind, the other is a wild wind. If you have ever seen a tornado in action, you will know what a wild wind can do. A wild wind can uproot houses, or take a car and fling it. I mean, you saw the wind, get ready for the wild wind. God wants us to know every one of us growing higher in him that tolerance does not necessarily mean approval or acceptance. Huh. Maybe you should read Matthew chapter 13 from verse 24 to 30. Matthew 13 from verse 24 to 30. You know the story, the parable of the Lord Jesus Christ. A good man sowed good seed in his field. Then he went to sleep. And while men slept, the enemy came and sowed tears into the field. By daytime, the tears and the wheat have sprung, sprung up together. And the servant of the master came to him, Sir, you planted good seed. We see some tears there. How oh, is say an enemy has done this? Okay, sir. Shall we go and remove the tears? Now, sir, wait. In the process of uprooting the tears, you may uproot the wheat also. You have seen the wicked prosper in your nation. And you begin to wonder, where is God in all this? He's still in heaven. <laughs> He's not sleeping. He's watching. And he's sure of one thing. Harvest time will come. If we consider some of the wickedness going on in some nations of the world, persecutions of children of the Most High God, occasionally you might be tempted. Remember, we are talking to those of you who are going higher. <laughs> we are treading some deep waters here. Where is God in all this? God is alive. He's well. He's on his throne. And never you forget, he's wiser than you. He knows when to act. He knows when his action will have the maximum effect. 
you can, you can see the wicked growing higher, prospering like never before. But I think I've shared with you an African proverb that says, if a, if a not falls, nobody pays attention. If a cockroach falls, the heart doesn't tremble. But when an elephant falls, and they feel the tremor, not only in the bush, but in the heart. Occasionally, God allows the evil one to grow, to become so-called mighty, so that when they crash, the world will pay attention. Leave them alone. Let them grow up together. The owner of the farm said, If you are doing evil and God has left you alone and you are not feeling any punishment yet, be careful. Remember Hosea chapter 4 verse 17. Hosea 4 verse 17 says, Ephraim has joined himself to idols. Leave him alone. When God leaves somebody alone, it is because he knows what is coming. Because following Hosea 4, verse 17, almost immediately is Hosea 5, verse 9. Hosea 5, verse 9. It says, Ephraim shall be desolate. To be desolate means there's nothing left at all. Child of God, as you are growing higher in the Lord, Check from time to time. Is God still with me? Or is he merely tolerating me? Has he left me to my own devices? Is he quietly watching in heaven? No longer bothering about me. Could it be that my fate is already sealed? I'm sure when you read Judges chapter 16 from the beginning to the end, Judges 16 from the beginning to the end, you will notice, particularly from verse 1 to 3, when Samson, a divine champion, went into the house of a harlot, and the people in the town shut the gates against him. Yes, we will catch him when the money appears. Do you know that even at the house of a harlot, the strength of God still came upon something. He still uprooted the whole the gate of a whole city. Are we saying then that God approves of sin? No. And after that one, he then moved on to Delilah. And this boy began to talk. 
began to tell this fellow who had said openly, tell me the secret of your strength. Tell me how you can be tortured. Tell me how you can become like an ordinary man. And he began to talk, getting closer and closer and closer to the forbidding statement. Oh, bind me with rope. Bind me with rope that had not been used. And then steadily weave my hair. And God kept quiet. Sitting down in heaven. Never forget that what you call the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. Until finally he said, cut off my hair. The Bible says that when the destruction of the wicked will come, it will come suddenly. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 1. Proverbs 29, verse 1. He who is often reproved Hardened his neck shall be destroyed suddenly, suddenly, and that without repentance. For how long has God been whispering to you, child of God, that what you are doing is wrong? Oh, my anointing is still there. I'm still performing miracles, I'm still performing wonders. Could it be that God has already said, leave him alone? There's no hope for this one anymore. I've told you before, long after power has failed, the water in the fridge will still be cold. Long after power has failed, the fan will still be rotating. But very soon we will know whether the power is still there or gone. Now the important thing you need to know more than anything else, brother, sister, is that harvest may come sooner than later. Revelation chapter 22 from verse 10 to 12. Revelation 22 from verse 10 to 12. The Lord said, you want to be wicked? Okay, continue. You want to keep on indulging in sin because you have not been caught yet? No problem. Keep going. You want to live holy? You want to be righteous? Say, fine, keep going. Say, I come quickly. God does not waste words. If he says, I come quickly, it means I come quickly. And my reward is with me to give to every man, even as his work shall be. Don't be deceived by those who tell you that once you are born again, you can live any kind of life. You will still make it to heaven. All right, just remember. Harvest time is coming. And it may come sooner 
than you know or you respect. There is none of us alive today who can swear that he will still be alive by this time next week. None of us. And even if we are still alive, and I pray that God will spare our life, that we will live long, and none of us will die before our time, what if the rapture takes place before tomorrow morning? And may I assure you, those of you who are determined to go higher, Jesus is coming back only for a church without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. That is the word of God. In conclusion, Psalm 34, verse 19 tells us, Psalm 34, verse 19 tells us, those of you who are determined to do the will of God and who may suffer for doing so, the Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord deliver him from them all. In John 16, verse 33, John 16, verse 33, Jesus Christ said it, Clearly, the truth said it. In this world, you will have tribulation. You can't live godly without having tribulations. He said, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. As for those of you who are doing wickedly, and you don't seem to be suffering any repercussions, hey, it might be a good if you read Proverbs chapter 16 verse 4 Proverbs 16 verse 4 God has made all things for himself even the wicked for the day of evil somebody has to be used as an example for others to follow will you be used as a good example of someone who remains faithful to the almighty God who will harvest goodness and mercy and glory? Or will you be used as an example of those who think they can toy with the consuming fire so that when God shows up with the harvest, the world will say, God, we fear you. The choice is yours, my brother. Those of us who are going higher, the Almighty God will keep on taking us higher and deeper in the truth of, of the Word of God. And those of you who are yet to know Him, I appeal to you today, please surrender your life to Jesus Christ before it is too late. Our God is a consuming fire. But if you are on His side, He will be the God of love. So if you want to give your life to Jesus, will you bow your head wherever you are now and call on him and say, Almighty God, thank you for showing me that even as you are love, you are also the consuming fire. I want your love, Lord. I won't toy with your anger. Please save my soul. 
Let your blood wash away my sin and I will serve you wholeheartedly for the rest of my life. Pray that prayer now and I will pray for your salvation. Thank you, my Father, my God. King of kings and Lord of lords, the ancient of days. I want to thank you once again for your word. I want to thank you for taking us deeper into your truth so that we can move higher and closer to you. And I want to thank you especially for those who are surrendering their life to you now. Father, please receive them. Save their souls. Let your blood wash away their sins. Let them become true children of the living God. Please, Lord, make their salvation genuine so that they can live in righteousness for the rest of their lives. And please, Lord, I pray that if there are backsliders among your children who haven't heard this word want to return to you, please receive them back, O oh Lord. And those of us who are standing by your grace, I pray that we will stand forever. Amen. Thank you, Almighty. I pray that when it is harvest time, it will be time of joy for us. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. Adeboe exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.